Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. We had a, uh, a bear survey that came out um, from Idaho Fishing Game, and actually I just got an email from it uh, today. It came out, oh, I guess in, I don't know, maybe the 1st of December or something like that. I think it came out. We had to do the survey. And there was a, a lot of think about it and some precursors and things like that. And, um, actually, one of my friends works for Fishing Game, and he, uh, I had asked him, I said, man, what do, what do you know about this? And uh, I'm not going to mention his name or anything, but it, um, he's like, I don't know. You know, he's like, I definitely know it's a precursor. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, <clears throat> uh, uh, I guess, questions that, that come up about um, bear hunting and yeah. hound hunting and, you know, the bait hunters versus the hound hunters and things like that. And, and so we had to go through this 15 minute survey, so to speak, and I'm uh, very contradictive on both sides of, you know, <clears throat> you answer one question one way and then they answer the other. It's almost like they try to play the uh, devil's advocate on, you know, are you a bait hunter or are you a hound hunter? Which one do you prefer? You know, just yeah. trying to get each other at the throats a little bit. And, <clears throat> and of course, we got this email tonight saying that they're redoing the, revising the survey because, uh, you know, in no shape or form were they planning on changing um, the way we have. And, like, we are, Idaho is a very, very pro-hound state. You know? Yeah, so, definitely. Um, it's probably one of the last pro-hound states around, you know what I mean, as far as how much we can run our hounds. I mean, mm-hmm. we can run just about all year long. You are the you envy know? of so, a lot of western states, that is for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we've had California taken away with a kid, you know, in Washington and Oregon and, you know, just, just down the line, you know, and finally, um, I was actually living in Montana at the time. And um, when they took hound hunting away then, I was, geez, now 20 years later, now we can start hound hunting again, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I think they, they, uh, they get the folks on the commission that a lot of states do, uh, maybe even your area too, you know, that aren't hunters. And then they take away these things and they realize, Oh shit, we got a problem. Yeah. You know, um, so we should, we should probably let hound hunters do a little bit of managing, <laughs> you know, and it's like, <clears throat> and I think a lot of folks, and I'm sure you hear this too, is like, you know, I, I don't, I don't take out everything that we, we tree. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. even take out a third, you know, I was like, I want to run tomorrow, Yep. you know, or the next day or all oh, my kids enjoy this. Um, and what they don't realize is like, if we wanted to annihilate something, we could take them out. We could take, we could, I could annihilate a whole, my whole zone if I wanted to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but then you can't um, run it next year. So yeah, exactly. And I was like, then what are we going to do? So it's like, we're, we're not there to, you know, to take everything out that we possibly can. But I do know that there's a few out there that think a little differently than that, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, not me. Heck, man, it's a, 
just the last bobcat. I think even the pictures I've seen over. You know, uh, I haven't, I haven't taken a bob in, geez, almost eight years. You know, wow. so yeah. Um, I don't know how many I put up in the tree since you know from that. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I think exactly. most that would describe more houndsmen than than not, you know. Yeah, 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 and and I think that if we, uh, I, I've seen a post actually, a buddy of mine sent it over, you know, while we're on that, uh, sent a post over, and I'm like, <clears throat> I probably not even me, <laughs> I probably would have not shared that video, um, because it just gives a a bad representation of, of, of something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, and of course <clears throat> they're just, you know, I'm, I'm really all for like real life stuff. And then, then it's also like, well, should I have, shouldn't I suppose that? Because it's, it's real life stuff. It's, it's happened, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think in general, um, we've gotten away from, what is actually real and what is fake, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's hard for people to, um, come to terms with that, you know, because they've been so far from the, what real is for so long. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they just, uh, they can't get it. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. No, somebody told me probably four or five years ago, um, that the further people, that the further civilization gets away from the farm, you figure, you know, our society was an agrarian society where most people farmed, you know, a hundred years ago. And the further we get away from that, the further people get away from reality and, and, and where their food comes from and living around wildlife. And, you know, cause even on farms, you have wildlife on farms, you have predators and you have prey animals that, you know, you have deer in your garden, you've got rabbits in your garden, you've got, you know, the Fox trying to get, kill your chickens. So even if you're not necessarily a hunter, you still, or interacting with wildlife on a farm. So the further we get away from yeah. that, the more people get out of touch with food and wildlife and all that. I agree. That totally makes sense. That's a good, that's a good way of putting things, mm-hmm. um, a very good way of putting things and never even really looked at it that way, but that's, that's 100% spot on. You know, mm-hmm. you may not be a hunter, you may not be a killer, but you're going to kill that fox. If he's going to take away your, your, your food. Yeah. You know, so, and this kind of the sense of how we do things on the management side, I guess. But it's uh, it's hard for people to, I guess, understand that. I, and I don't know why. You know, I can't, I mean, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, how do we fix it? How do we remedy that solution? Um, <clears throat> get rid of all the politicians. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would get us on the right track for a lot of things. Yeah, amen to that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Even out here, we have them. They're bad too. <laughs> so. Yeah, unfortunately, they're everywhere. Yeah, that's for sure, man. <laughs> well, why don't we? Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, and we'll uh, actually get this thing legitimately started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you bet, man. So, yeah, I just, uh, Shane Mowry, Bone Maniacs, uh, been, uh, I guess I was actually talking to another guy today, uh, Ben, jack of all trades of what I do in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I've uh, been the, the host and podcast uh, deal there for Bone Maniacs for, I don't know, geez, well, going into season eight. Uh, this oh, year wow. on this, I've uh, been, been guiding for, you know, since I was 18. Uh, shout to my yo. My dad used to shoot for Tom Jennings. Um, and him and his, him and his buddy. You know, so being in the industry, I've always had it to uh, been in it to some degree or whatnot, you know, and, you know, kind of just been transpired from there. Um, We do a little taxidermy here in the shop, got a pro shop here also. So uh, everything that we do kind of just feeds the other hand, you know what I mean? So Your entire life revolves uh, around hunting. My entire life revolves around hunting. Yeah. If you were to ask my wife, if she says, your entire life revolves around killing. I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't do all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I don't look at it, at it that quite that way. Um, mm-hmm. Some people look at it that way, but it's um, not that way. We uh, we do a lot uh, within the community. Uh, I'm actually the state coordinator for S3DA um, and the level four NTS uh, instructor for USA archery. So, um, uh-huh. we put a lot back into teaching, mm-hmm. teaching kids. Um, nice. and with the, uh, S3DA, um, what is S3DA? So, uh, that's the scholastic, uh, 3D, um, archery program. It's okay. actually based out of, uh, um, uh, Kentucky. The headquarters is Kentucky. And so, um, it's just a, a next deck, uh, archery, um, program that's, you know, uh, bridging the gap between competition and conservation, okay. um, archery industry. So, um, nice. our, uh, our host, uh, sponsor of the program is, um, or I should say a parent company of the program is USA Archery. Okay. And so it's the program that teaches the kids from eight to 18. Oh, um, nice. and, uh, you know, so we teach those rascals and, you know, hopefully, uh, it's a, it's a good program as far as conservation because, um, it, it gets more kids into hunting. Mm-hmm. We're not just focused on, um, competition level of indoor, you know, dot shooting, um, and 3D. Um, so if you think nothing gets NASP, it's a good program, but, you know, say, you know, over the past 10 years or whatever, you, I can't remember choosing round numbers, you know, uh, 10 million kids have went through the program in the schools and, you know, less than a third of them have turned in, turned it into hunting. Yeah. So that's the difference between the, you know, the scholastic uh, 3D archery um, conservation side and uh, versus the NAS program. So, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, we're a little more than just basic archery teaching at that point, you know, so. Very nice. But it's a great program. Uh, actually, I was talking to uh, uh, Nate Sellers, which he's in your neck of the woods. I think I think he's I think he's more north of you. Okay. Um, he has uh, uh, average jack uh, um, archery shop there. Uh, he's he's involved with that to some degree. Gotcha. Um, there for Pennsylvania. So of course you guys got a big state too, right? So yeah. I don't trying to put it in perspective of where you're at and where he's located at. Cause 
Um, he's close to Pittsburgh. Okay. So I don't know how far that is from you, but um, he's he's on the other side of the state. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, right on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then we were talking about you know he's like, well, I have to drive the kids two hours, and oh yeah, I was like, I'm like, geez, man, I got to drive two hours just to get to Winco. <laughs> <laughs> like That's our local supermarket. <laughs> like we were saying, there's just a vast difference in. Uh, you know how what's something close for you and versus me? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, there's a so our county road, like uh, I think it's 16 miles here, and there's four folks that live on this road. Wow. <laughs> so I'm I'm one of them, or our family's one of them. Yeah. So. Um, Sign me. Yeah, up. we we appreciate the <laughs> remoteness. Yeah. What's that? I said, sign me up. Yeah. Come on out, man. Bring those dogs. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure, man. So, um, so you've been in the yeah, industry basically your entire life. How long have you been in hounds? Oh, geez. Uh, my dad and uncle ran hounds. Okay. Uh, so I, I kind of, I've kind of been, uh, I don't. I wouldn't use the word forced, but uh, you know, I was introduced to hounds um, early on. You know, and mm-hmm. I think my dad was really into to rabbit, and my uncle was really big into bear and, and coon and and things like that. So, um, um, it was always there. Yeah. You know, as far as that's concerned, and so um, I've always been around it, and. Uh, I took a little break from, from owning hounds and uh, then got back heavily into it. Oh, oh, probably 10 years ago or so, I guess. Uh, yeah, 10, see, oh, shoot, yeah. Yeah, it's been going on a good 10 years mm-hmm. you know, since I got back into it really heavily. And, uh, man, I want, you, I want you to stop and then, you know, you know, if you're good stock die off or something happens or whatever. And then you try to start all over again, man. It's, it's a pain. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy getting started from scratch. Yeah. It's tough. And especially I mean, when you've already been spoiled. <laughs> what's that? I said, especially when you've been spoiled with good dogs before. Oh, yeah. You're not kidding. And then you, you try to find a, you know, I think, when I, my wife always tells me, she's like, when I'm looking for another good finished hound, she's like, well, what, are you stupid? How many times have we went through this? She's like, do you think anybody's ever going to sell a good dog? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, because I'm like, well, yeah, I know, I get it. There are some used carousels out yeah, there that definitely. runs hounds through the mill, you know, but um, it's a, it's a tough deal starting over. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. You know, so but yeah, to answer your question, man, I've been there, you know. So. What what did your uncle run on bear and coon and lions when you were young? Reds. Okay. Yeah, uh I've uh he's he was always into the reds. Um I guess that's why I my always stuck with that side of the red ticks. Um that's what my that's what my stock is now. Mm-hmm. Um I've I've had a few um, blues that came out of Colorado, um, and uh, I just didn't like. I just didn't have the 
the pads for, for what I wanted to do and whatnot. And I've tried a couple, um, walkers and I've, I've had friends that I'm in big plot country here and, uh, I just don't like, I don't like how aggressive those, uh, those dogs are aggressive as in, I don't like how how aggressive they are around other hounds. Um, I've seen, seen too many tree fights and I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, great hounds. I just, it's just not, it's just not my style, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, how, how I like to, like to do things. So, um, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting back to where I'm like, you know, my, uh, my stock now is, is I got a couple new pups and, uh, we've been, I'm, I'm proud to say again, we've been, we've been doing really good, you know? So, um, uh, I don't say that very often, (laughs) you know, know, uh, um, you know, I get asked all the time. I was like, well, you're probably catching things all the time. I was like, no, I don't think you understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't catch everything I turn out on. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, I was like, I may only cut a, uh, I may only have a, you know, 16, 18 hour track to work on. That's the only thing I've cut in 50 miles. Well, if that's the only thing it is, I'm going back to it and I'm going to get some kind of work in. You know, yep. uh, that's, that's my theory and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but uh, I think it I think it makes uh, makes the hounds uh, uh, a little more diligent on the track, mm-hmm. um, and I like them to trail. You know, yeah. I, I I would I would rather trail a good buck at track than the you know for four or five hours um, than to catch any lion within two hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me. You know. Yeah. Um, because I feel like when we when we do catch one, it's like, yeah, we 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 did the right thing, or the I mean, I don't say we. I guess if I get off of the track and put them back on or something, but they do all the work, right? So I get what you mean. You know, it's more satisfying, you know, that they put the, put the work in and grind on it, and you know, not just a pop up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, don't get me wrong; I like those. <laughs> Some days I pray for those. <laughs> you I can know, understand. especially for a client. That's, you know? that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. I'm like, especially when you have a client, you know, yeah. those those make for nice yeah. days. Yeah. Oh man, it was. Uh, and and the conditions have to be good too. You know, um, I, I we tried to get down into Utah. We've been in Colorado some, and um, you know, wherever just to do some. Some uh, dirt trailing and yeah. whatnot, but um, it's tough here, you know. On lion, we got a lot of a lot of pine needle, you know. So and then it, it just rains so much sometimes, and it's like, man, by the time we're on a good track, then you know we think we're doing really good, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get a washout. Yeah, days over, right? So. Uh, it's one of those things where pick up and get back out the next day. You know? Yeah. What you, What else can you do? <laughs> that's it, man. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's it. That's your day, I'm sure. You said you've been guiding as well since you were young. Have you always guided the hound hunts or was that something? No, just, uh, um, 
with the big game and things like that. Uh, done some elk, a lot of turkey. Okay. Um, deer. Um, and, you know, we'd always have to pack bait. So uh, I got really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just uh it's just recently where we're um uh you know where we can take guys out on, on the hind yeah. <clears throat> excuse me on the hound side of things um and acquiring the the property because i do all private land stuff okay. um i don't i don't deal with the forest service uh it's just you know one of the, one of the things here in in idaho in which we've we've gotten into that before where i've helped out um on guides uh, or outfitters and um, where we have a client that we bring in one year and put him on a specific bait, he takes a bear off of it. Well, the next year you go to the same place and bring in a client you're like, wow, this guy looks familiar. What are you doing on the bait? Because here, uh, anybody can hunt on your bait sticker or your bait tag. Which to me, that's a serious controversy. Yeah. Um, I bring that up a lot as much as I can because man, that could, that could either get into a fist fight or that could result in somebody getting shot out the wilderness, you know? So, um, especially if a guy's bringing in a bunch of, you know, a mile or so packing in bait and then you got some clown sitting on your bait site. Oh yeah. man, it's not going to end well for somebody, Yeah, you know? So, um, at least on the, on the private land, you can control that mm-hmm. a lot easier. So, um, if guys want to experience on running the hounds, uh, they will, um, we offer that, but, um, with the terrain and stuff out here, I've, I've, uh, taken a lot of guys out, uh, just kind of even on big game and stuff. And they figure out real quick that they're a flatlander. Oh, I <laughs> <You know>? understand. <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, I'm not cut out for this. I'm like, okay, let's head back and we'll get you with the bait, you know? Yep. So, um, but just to have the experience, man, that's a, I think it's really rewarding just, uh, being able to watch another animal, <clears throat> um, you know, use, use his talent and then, and what's in his DNA to, to figure out a track. I, that's, if I could say anything to people that don't understand it, it's like, why don't you just come with me one day Yeah, and we get on something and, and tell me this isn't what this animal enjoys to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got a couple of hounds of like, man, <clears throat> they even think about hearing the chain rattle on my box. It's, it's all chaos. Oh, you know, yeah. They're ready to go, you yeah. know, and I'm sure every hound hunter is like that, you know, um, <clears throat> but it's, uh, it, it, it's what they're, it's what they're bred to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see anything unethical about it at all, you know? No, I mean, it, like you said, what are we going to We've got seven breeds of coonhound that have been bred for generations, for hundreds of years mm-hmm. to, to hunt, you know. What are we going to do? Just stop breeding those hounds? Stop raising those hounds? Like, and then just let every predator population go unchecked? Like, it just makes no sense. People just don't get it at all. Well, I think I think in their world, they would love that, right? <laughs> Yeah, they they would. It's like yeah, when but they live in D.C. and they don't understand what's going on in rural Idaho. <laughs> no, they don't. You know, they they really don't. It's uh, and and I hope there's a lot of people listening to it. It's like 
you have a person in the concrete jungle that lives in a 500 square foot flat mm-hmm. that absolutely has no clue about life out here. But yet you're going to dictate what that landowner that has 20,000 acres of mountain land is living off his land, supplying for his family. And, you know, employing 20, 20 people say, um, you're going to dictate how he lives. <laughs> yep. Your moral compass is way off, dude. <laughs> you're way off. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a really, 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 um, I don't know how you want to say it other than it's just a, we're in a, a period of, uh, of trying to, how do I want to say it, man? I don't even know. It's, it's, it's just very unique. It's so it unique. Like you don't even have a word for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't sure. think we've ever been, like I said, this far away from the food source. People, you know, even, even a hundred, 200 years ago, you know, you lived in a city, but you still used animal power. You still, you know, there were still, there were still cows in the city and horses in the city. So even though you lived in a city, you still weren't as far removed as they are, as people are today. No. And and we see it like, you know, I've never looked at Boise as being a city. But quickly, Boise is becoming a city. And, like, I mean, you could go downtown uh, and on the way out of town, you I call it a town because that's what it's always been to me. But uh, you can see a couple sections there. It's just nothing but it's either sweet beets, potato, onion, or, <clears throat> you know, you got a homestead over here on a, on a, you know, a, a half section with, you know, 10 or 20 head of cattle on it. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you would see that before you even got to Meridian or Eagle, or you know what I mean? Or in mm-hmm. the Nampa or Codwell, get over into Mercy and then you're back into farmland or whatever. But it's like, um, now it's like, you know, the growth, all the Cali folks coming over and bringing their stupid ways and, and things like that. They, they are bringing Idaho to that level because yeah. I never thought I'd see it in my day, but I mean, we've seen it in Montana, mm-hmm. you know, now growing up out of there, but now you, you see it, you see it slowly coming in. So yeah. I see your point very clearly. And it's like, uh, I think, I think there's needs to be, um, people need to see that. Maybe they need to be touched by reality a little bit. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Growth is not good. <clears throat> you know. Um, when when it comes to that, it's uh it's just a uh, we're in a we're in a, a, a weird transition in uh That's for in sure. the in the human life I should say. Yeah. Now so what I say is do what you want to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. <laughs> so you've no been in, like, like we'll go back to hunting and dogs, and we'll leave the politics for somebody yeah. smarter than at least me. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's only one word for my solution of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but so what got you into like the TV and like all of that stuff, and you know the media, and you know how did how did you end up there? Because there's a lot of people that are listening that, you know, 
their dream is to have their own TV show. So how did you end up there? Oh, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that a time or two, Uh, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, you know, 15 or so years ago, it was really great. Uh, today, I don't don't even care if I ever produced another documentary or, or, or do any other type of feeling. I could care less. And all honestly, if I, uh, if I could get away from social media, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, kind of how it all, um, came about is, uh, had a couple of opportunities to, because I was just known folks in the industry, you know, growing up and things like that. And I had a, had an opportunity to, to do a couple of hunts and, um, had no idea about camera work. I still don't have any idea about <laughs> camera work. Um, I can turn it on and take a picture, but I, it's about as good as I get it. Um, but uh, I was able to to convince somebody to take a chance, and uh, and um, I don't know if you want me want me to mention his name or not, but um, took a chance, and uh, we we got started, and you know, formed Bone Maniacs, and on that side of things, uh, on the media side. And, um, I, I've grown the brand, you know, I, I guess to, to where, um, it's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's way bigger names, obviously. And there's people out there that are like, you know, I'm, I'm still, a, you know, a speck in the wind, but it's, uh, it, it, it's my lifestyle. It, um, it's what I do. It's what I do full time, you know, amongst the other things, <clears throat> you know, I'd starve to death. But I just had to rely on that. But, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's given me opportunity and, and, uh, has got me into, um, some positions where I've met some really good people. Um, and most of those people, like I don't do hardly any advertising. Uh, those people come out, paid hunt with me. Um, mm-hmm. and I, share share what i do um in the you know in the woodsmanship of between here washington uh on the properties that we have in idaho um on on what i do on a daily basis whether it's out scent lining for wolves or we're out running running lions or i'm calling in uh elk or turkey or doing a stock on a muley Mm -hmm. so um, it's uh it's one of those things where i just Somebody took a chance, man, and nice. uh, um, it, it kind of transpired from there, Ben. And we uh, we air things on Carbon TV, um, and uh, I think what was it? we did a did a little whitetail deal there, and we was able to take first place on that. Um, still, <clears throat> you know, one of the or one of the top 16 shows. Actually, I won that event, so I guess I am the top one. <laughs> but, um, uh, most watched shows on Carbon TV, so, um, That's awesome. You know, yeah, we, it's just a fun thing. Uh, my kids are actually old, and, old enough to hunt big game this year now, so, um, because you gotta be 10 here, and, okay. um, a lot of those things is like, you know, kids, I'm not sure if you have kids or not, but like, well, they're, they're way more tech savvy than what I could even think about being, 
<laughs> it's like, hey man, run this camera. Yeah. And he's, oh yeah, you do this, 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 and here. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I knew that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So he's like, Dad, I really want a GoPro. <clears throat> I'm like, why do you want a GoPro? You know, and it's uh, to do those things. But uh, yeah. I guess the point I'm making is, is uh, I spend a lot more time on um, development and honing in on their skills uh, than you know, the past year or so than what I've really focused in on the, on the show side of things. Um, in that side of things on the, on the big TV networks and stuff like that, it's, um, it's just not feasible anymore. You know, yeah. that's where we, that's where we are now. just on a digital platform. Yeah. Um, the amount of, uh, uh, money that it costs and there's really no viewership there to speak of. And, the, those days of uh, popping on the, um, you know, ESPN or, I don't even know if that's good, we don't have TV, or uh, uh, Outdoor Network or, you know, to watch Saturday, you know, Sportsman's Channel, to watch uh, Dan Fitzgerald or whatever. That was one of my favorites to watch, you know. So it's like oh, watching those series or things like that, man, um, it's not there. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of you know, outdoor television that that does exist. But like you said, I think uh, a lot of people, you just said it, you don't have TV, I don't have TV. A lot of people have moved away from it. So, you know, that's mm -hmm. a big part of re the reason it doesn't have the viewership is just people in general have moved away from cable TV. So, Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not worth the expense. Yeah. You know, it's really not. <clears throat> There's none of the garbage on it anyway. Not all. I tell my kids, I'm like, it's stuff's going to rot your mind. You can't be watching <laughs> that anyway, you know? So mm -hmm. it's uh, just not worth it. Yep. So, so I think you did the smart move anyway by just going to a digital platform. From Yeah, I kind of seen it coming. And, you know, I've, I've had good insight and some good marketing strategies that, you know, some folks that were looking out for me and, and made suggestions that, you know, this is what I do. And it, and it worked out. Um, you know, on that, that part of things, but, uh, um, could probably do a lot more, but it's, it's not, it's not what my main focus is. If that makes sense. It's just yeah. not, uh, I, I don't care about the dog and pony show. You yeah. know, there's, I, I don't, I don't like to really fit into that genre, <laughs> you know, <laughs> plus I probably wouldn't have, I'd probably get more hate mail than what I would anyway. <laughs> what I do now. So. Yeah, that that still just boggles my mind. I don't take those threats very very lightly. So that's one thing I don't like about social media. Definitely. Or not. it's uh, too many too many clowns out there um, that can hide behind a keyboard. Oh yeah. Now, knock on wood, I have avoided a lot of that. Um... But at the same point, I have avoided posting a lot of of dead game. A lot of what I mm -hmm. post is is more just dogs. So even though mm -hmm. they're hounds in, in the hunt, you know, treat or something, oftentimes, more often than not, I just don't end up posting, you know, a dead animal at the end of it. So. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why I've kind of avoided it, avoided it, and that 
it's kind of been my strategy as far as the social media is concerned because I, I I don't really want to deal with it. Well, yeah, and that's a smart move on your on your part. You know, not just to avoid it all together. That's what you have to do. Um, and you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where you don't <clears throat> you don't get shadow banned, you don't get knocked down or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they they just uh, demonetize you any way possible. You yeah. know, because really, I mean, I think in theory, like um, if between the activists and the government and whatever else out there, you know, the big shareholders that if they could do away with hunting and take your gun rights, because there's no way, I mean, you don't need a weapon, so mm-hmm. you can't hunt. So why do you need it? If they could do that, <clears throat> they would. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it, it's in a sense, it's, um, it's just nonsense that you even have to put up with any of that stuff, you know? Yep. It's goofy. It I'm sure it's is. always been there, you know, but. But this just brings it to where people yeah. can be anonymous and people can, can say something, you know, behind a keyboard or behind a screen and, you mm-hmm. know, that anonymity gives a lot of people a lot of courage. <laughs> You're not kidding. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't have. It's like you said. They li- they live in the six foot circle. I mean, that's yep. all they know is concrete. Conkey's Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talking Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkey's motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkey's carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at conkeys.com. You can also use the code TREETALKINGTIME5 in all caps to save as well. Let's hear some good hound stories. You've been running hounds a long time. You know, obviously you've got some, got a lot of, a lot of experience, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, uh, we can, we can start off with, we actually uh, have had, well, I can do two of them. Um, We'll start off with one that's, that's, uh, that we run into here in Idaho um, a good bit in Houndsman. Uh, one of them is, uh, is, is, the, is the wolf issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we've ran into, um, uh, this was probably about, well, well I'll use the, uh, I don't have her anymore. She's not with us, but uh, I did have... <clears throat> Uh, a really good blue that I liked, and uh, whenever she would cut a, a wolf track, she would just lock up. But anyway, we were trailing a uh, uh, a lion. We were I, I was just out of my head that we were we were going to catch this thing. It was a good tom, um, and we were actually down in the pit. Not I was actually by myself uh, on this hunt, and I I do that quite a bit. I'll just go in <clears throat> and sled the dogs in and. Um, we go in and if I have to snowshoe to cut a track or whatever, I, I just don't drive around in a truck mm-hmm. rigging, you know? So, um, we got on this and we were trailing for a good, oh, a hundred yards. And then, I mean, they were just lighting up and I'm like, man, this thing's close. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to treat this thing. And, uh, I come up on this kill and I'm like, oh man. 
this is even better. This thing was just here. That's that's what I'm thinking. We got we got fresh, we got flesh blood everywhere, and we got some drag off, and you know, and and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> we messed around there on that a bit because you know there's tracks everywhere all the way around it, um, and between five different hounds, all the all the hound tracks that was around, I didn't realize that there was a wolf track there. Yeah. And, uh, um, it was just one of those things like, man, you just got a lot of commotion going on. I'm sure you can, can attest to it. Any house we can, it's like, man, you got all this commotion going on and you're trying to figure out which way this thing went to get them, get them lined out again. And, um, I just missed it. I didn't, I didn't see it. And it must've been, uh, 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 wolf that was, you know, kicked out of the back and whatnot. And my, and she was the lead. She, once she hit that, once we got lined out again, and she hit, she ran into it. We, it crossed the line. And I think what had happened is, is that wolf ran that, um, that lion off. Yeah. And I think it was a female because it was, it was, uh, I think, uh, if I, if I remember right on that. No, it was actually that Tom. It was that Tom. Because we had two different stories there. That was, we went back the next day with uh with guns trying to trying to take that take it uh wolf out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she she hit that um that wolf track and just locked up. And I knew right in there like, man, I don't know if if I'm gonna be able to get these hounds to, to do anything. Um, because it seemed like both of those, uh, tracks were fresh. Like it must have just been right then that, uh, that both of them was there in and out. And the wolf ran that, ran that tom off and out they go. And for the life of me, I could not get those, those hounds started back up again on that line track because they were just, they hit that wolf scent and it was like game over. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've, we've had to deal with that and I have no other hound hunters and I'm like, man, how do we, I know how to get rid of, you know, them running coyotes, you know what I mean? <clears throat> because I've, a lot of times I have somebody that's like, man, my hounds are running coyotes. Um, but with, with, uh, a wolf, it's like, they just locked up and they would, would not do anything like <clears throat> it's almost like those canines know <clears throat> the, the dominance level at that point, especially if they've been around the scent and stuff. So, yeah. um, it was just one of those for sure things. I was like, man, uh, we're going to catch this thing. It didn't happen. And, uh, there's actually another buddy of mine, uh, down in horseshoe that actually ended up catching that Tom on the backside of the mountain. I'm almost positive because it was it was a good it was a good tom, uh, and I was I was pretty pissed off because I was like that, that was supposed to be mine, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was one of those things where I hear I hear the um, the wolf uh, just mess things up all the time, and they do. Oh, yeah. uh, we we deal with it a lot, you know, um, uh, just. Okay, for instance, me and Rick went out on Friday. We took the boys uh, out, and uh, we we cut a couple of bobcat tracks, and we cut I think seven different wolf tracks. Wow! Um, I didn't even 
didn't even turn out. I mean, I just didn't turn out, you know, so, and it was uh, old enough. We had fresh snow, uh, overnight, but it was, it was still like I had them on the leash and I, I put my, my stringers out and they, you know, I just let them trail a little bit on just to see what they would do. But it was just too close to the canyons there where these wolves are just, it's time for the migration. They're starting to push things down. Uh-huh. And of course the wolves follow. And I was like, you know, I'm just not, just not doing it. And I, I told Rick, I said, you want to see something really strange. I said, take the rip dog and walk over to that track <clears throat> and put his nose down. And it's almost like instant, like they know better. You know, uh-huh. it's like, I, you know, get me away from this thing. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not interested, you know? Um, but I've also had guys like, man, they just start trailing them and lure some of the, uh, or at least one of the hounds away out of the pack and kill it, you know? So, um, that's, uh, that, that's happened. It hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to guys that, uh, that I know or other guys has mentioned to me, you know, within the area Yep. that's done that. Some guys won't even hunt some of these up here on the mountain, uh, where I run at a good bit, uh, just because of so many wolf, you know, um, Mm -hmm. they've had too many bad, bad deals going on. I had a guy on the podcast last January or last February and he, uh, he had a couple dogs killed and he won't, he lives in Montana, but he said he won't bear hunt because one of the areas that they're allowed to bear hunt where he's, he lost his couple dogs to wolves. And he said with, mm-hmm. at least with cat hunting, you can circle the area and see and look for tracks. But he's like, when you bear hunt, you don't know if there's wolves in the area or not. So he's like, not no, bear hunting. no, you don't. Yeah. It's tough at that point. Uh, and there's a lot of guys that won't bear hunt in the spring because of that. Um, I kind of have mine figured out now. Uh, that if they start doing something that they normally don't do, um, and this this next story is the same kind of two of the wolf deals is um, Rip, my Rip dog. He he completely did things out of character, um, and I I had to leave him overnight because we couldn't get him. Um, of course, that's just a normal thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, like. Well, my wife was with me at the time. I was like, this is, this dog is not that fast. I'm like, you know, you're sitting there looking at your handheld, and I'm like, he just went 300 yards in a matter of like seconds. What, what's going on here? You know, and I'm like, because <clears throat> we, we started off, I mean, we were like on a, on a bear. And I mean, we were flat out. I'm like, that was another thing. It was like, well, we're going to, we're going to treat this thing. And I was actually looking for a bear, like my wife could take. And I was like, "Yeah, we'll get this one." <laughs> but every time I've said, "Yeah, this is going to be easy," it's like, "Yeah, whatever." <clears throat> and um, it. <laughs> well, I've I've learned my lesson after this past spring on this one. But uh, he he got in there and we bolted down in the canyon. I mean, I I I took off at a dead run for everything I could run, um, trying to get him after we we trailed and trailed and trailed and try to get him to come in and I'd be telling him and nothing, man. It was, it was like he done, did not know anything that was going on. And then after I sit there and I was digesting things and after that, I was like, I'm going to have to leave. And it started raining 
And uh, I'm like, we got within, I think it was like 300 and some yards. It was under 400 yards from him. And I'm calling him and I'm tuning him. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, this is completely unusual what's going on. And to this day, I am almost positive that he was running for his life. Yeah. From he was being he was being chased. Um, I mean he's he's a he's a fast dog as it is, but I was like he's not that fast. And I'm like mm-hmm. I'm I swear to this day uh, uh, I said he was running from a he was running from a single. And uh, I I talked to a couple of my other buddies up here, and he's like, well, you're just stupid for even running up there. So uh, here's the thing: <clears throat> we can't kill him all right now. Uh, so, but what we need to do is we need to figure out how we can, you know, hunt around them or hunt with them, get them to the point where we can take them out, you know, and it's, it's one of the things where I'm not going to give up my passion of, of hunting uh, in this area that I know so well um, without the, you know, just because we got, we got wolf in the area. Yeah. Um, what I need to do <laughs> is be a better wolf killer. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, uh, that's, uh, that's what I've been focusing on the past couple of years. So, uh, it's, um, it, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, that's, that's the best, the misfortune mm-hmm. side of things that we've had to deal with here throughout the years. And, and it's not just me, Ben, like, oh, yeah. uh, I can take it out to three other houndsmen. Like it, it, there's three other houndsmen in the area. They're very good houndsmen. Um, uh, be- way better than me. Um, then you know they run, but they won't run where I run. You know, um, and I'm okay with that. But I also won't go where they run. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of them things where, um, I, I kind of felt like, you know, they've been here for 40 years. You know what I mean? They they grew up in this little town, and we moved up here into this little town. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, <clears throat> but it, it was kind of like, well. I'll just have to figure it out on my own on that on how to how to deal with those you know those critters, and I think we're getting there. But um, those were the the two. You know, it doesn't sound like it was uh, uh, exciting or anything like that. But it was it was exciting on the fear factor side of things. Oh yeah, because you get in there not to, not that I was afraid to for my life or anything like that. Fear like that wolf can take my hound out oh, in yeah. seconds. Um, I'm sitting here looking at a wolf's call right now, you know, and I'm like, you open up this, uh, if we were on video, I could, you know, just show you these things inside. It's like, man, they can it just kill, kill a hound instantly, you know, oh, kind of yeah. like what a, if a, if a lion knew exactly how deadly they were, they could kill every hound on the tree, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So <clears throat> it's, uh, it's one of, one of those deals. Definitely. Um, but, but, uh, you know, if you, if you want to hear a, a, a most recent exciting <laughs> run, yeah. uh, it's, um, uh, you know, we, we are actually just, just one of the most recent, um, hunts, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my son has never taken anything under the tree, Okay. you know, so, uh, the hounds were, have been doing really, really so good. And, uh, um, we, we got onto a, I thought it was, wasn't a very good track, you know, and they, they, they started trailing out pretty slow. And, um, 
we had a bobcat tree within 600 yards, and I was like, wow, that, that, that's a good, we ended up doing really well there on that, the hounds did, and um, they trailed for uh, for a while, and, you know, of course, the way bobcats are, you know, just tree jumping and tree jumping and tree jumping, and yeah. trying to figure out where they are, and running up dead snags, and, and this or that, that's, uh, I love bobcat. I just love the challenge of trying to, trying to catch those things. Um, but, uh, you know, after 600 and some yards and three hours later, you know, um, <clears throat> we got it figured out <laughs> and, uh, uh, my son was able to, to take, uh, take his bob, first bobcat nice. out of the tree, you know, on, under the hound. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that was, I mean, that one was, a uh, kind of, um, more of a, more of a special thing for me than, you know, all the other good times that I've had, you know, running with hounds just because, I mean, with clients and things like that, it's, it's fun, you know, but yeah. they're paying me. I'm doing a job. Yeah, <laughs> and at the same, same point, it doesn't mean anything that somebody else, you know, is pulling the trigger, but it means something when oh, your kid yeah. is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. You know, just seeing the excitement with them and and then we set it under a tree and we, we go over, you know, our little family deal of like, Hey, this is why we do it. I'm like, you know, normally as I look, I wasn't, had no plan, you know, taking that Tom or anything like that, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, we're in an area where it's pretty heavily populated with, excuse me, with bobs. And I'm like, well, we should should probably at least take one of them out and explain to him that like, you know, this, this isn't a, an everyday thing where we, every time we tree one, you know, we're going to take it out, you yeah. know? So, and, um, but at the same sense, it's, it, uh, it got tagged and it's, uh, down to the tannery and we'll, uh, we'll put it on the wall for more memories, you know? So, nice. um, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you, uh, I guess uh, it, it, for 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 people that don't get it, it's like you know it's like you got to take them all. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, I get I get to a point where I I would just rather rather trail bobcat. I don't know what it is. It's just I uh, I feel like if if my hounds are are catching bobs, uh, I feel like they've <laughs> they've earned a spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for them, but. Um, but yeah, it's a, those are, those are one that from a while back, um, to, uh, to this past spring and, um, into one just, uh, the other week, you know, as far as that, we actually, we actually treated another one, um, and, uh, he got a free pass. We, so it was, uh. It was, a, it was another pretty decent tom that we mm-hmm. treated. That uh, it was in it was in the same area, you know, that we took yeah. that one out. So it was one of them things where I'm like, nope. He's like, Dad, you need me to bring the gun? And say, nope. <laughs> Did you leave it in the truck? <clears throat> we're we're working today. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, awesome. well. I think it's I don't know. It's got to be some. Some, uh, some teaching involved with with those things and yeah. um, 
realizing that, you know, that's for me and, and then teaching to other folks too. And I think it's just in general, and I'm sure you feel all, I, I would like to think all houses feel the same way. It's like, um, if, uh, if, if we don't give these hounds something to, to chase, then what's the use of having them? You know, and this, exactly. they're just sitting there. There's nothing around, you know? Yep. And it's, uh, here in Idaho, there's no limit on bobcat. We can kill, I mean, we can kill as many bobcats as we want. Um, I, I don't think that's a good law. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that's, I don't think it's a good one at all. Because, uh, I mean, we can go into an area between running and trapping. I mean, we can, we can wipe a canyon out pretty yeah. quickly. So, um, I won't say we're going to catch them, but I'm saying over the, over the course of a season, we can, we can pretty much take them out. Because, yeah. You know, we, we can run, uh, you know, all year long for all except for pretty much, uh, um, the month of July. Okay. You know, so. And then, uh, you got training season, you know, so, uh, but take season, you can hunt lion clear to March 30th, you know, so, um, wow, pretty good lion season. And then yeah. we got two seasons of hounds for spring and fall for, for bear, mm-hmm. you know, so, and then you get your training season, you know, in July. So, I mean, really, uh, Idaho is a houndsman paradise when it comes to running as much as you want to run. Yes, it is. That's for and sure. Then, uh, you know, pick up a lot of private land and, you know, <laughs> you can do whatever you want you know, mm-hmm. as far as, far as running inside, you know, so that's just state land stuff. Well, that's great though. That's your son. Son's getting into it. Does he, what's, does he like the hounds? Oh, he does. Uh, he doesn't have quite the, you know, the, the discipline to, to really, you know, hone in on it yet, you know, and one of those things. And, and sometimes I get a little bit frustrated. It's like, you know, this is, this hound needs, he needs, uh, uh, worked as much as you need to read at school. You know what I mean? Things like that. I try to, try to get them to understand it, but yeah. light bulb hasn't clicked yet. Ben. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, I, I would love to get out more and I do, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, that's why I said, you know, it's like, I'm, would probably never ever call myself a, a houseman because I, you know, I feel like I, I need to be out there three or four times a week. And, you know, most of them out, you know, once or twice a week, mm-hmm. you know, but cause there's you know, other hunts going on, but yeah. boy, I'd love to, you know what I mean? But, uh, it's just kind of, kind of the way it is. Yeah. So, Hopefully, didn't bore you out too much on those. It wasn't really the most exciting no, I, deals, but good. I look at my excitement on ones that like are really <laughs> nair biters. You know yeah. know what I mean? so, <laughs> no, I appreciate uh, it. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I had fun. Heck yeah. So, heck yeah, man. If you don't have anything else, we'll yeah. wrap this podcast up. You bet, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. As always, be sure to check out the sponsors, Conkeys, Full Cry, and W, for all your hound hunting needs. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.